0: This hour's news headlines. We begin today with breaking news. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is the 100th episode of All That Matters so many different voices, so many different sound effects, all celebrating this incredible moment. And I think it's important to celebrate moments and landmarks. As Oprah Winfrey said, the more you praise and celebrate your life, the more there is in life to celebrate. I'm here to share with you and remind you, and for those who have joined us from across the world, um, and I'm so very pleased we have listeners in all corners, my original premise for this episode, uh, for this podcast, was uh, that we were challenged by the roller coaster world at times, as I wrote, out of balance, each of us could use a story that lifts us up by reframing pain and problems and lack of potential and leading us to the uplift we deserve. I've talked about in fashioning this podcast that I'm sharing brief yet remarkable stories from my life and that of others that allow us to see things just a little differently that can make all the difference. So this podcast and now celebrating our 100th is roughly 10 to 15 minute shots of affirmation that'll go straight to the heart. That was my intention. If we feel we're hearing a no from the universe, we just haven't found the question that gets us to that powerful yes. And as I opened this podcast 100 weeks ago, I said, join me for life stories that connect us to the good stuff. We could all use more of that. It began in the fall of 2020, right in the middle of this worldwide pandemic, and it was in creating and fashioning this uh, podcast that I sought to uplift and share stories and reframe the world so that we could find the good stuff. Um... And during the course of our time together, so far we've shared many different aspects. I've introduced you to my first novel, which was the inspiration for this podcast. Um, That's a work that is entitled All That Matters, uh, that number one New York Times bestselling novelist Kristen Hanna has called, quote, a compelling, deeply moving story of love, friendship, family and second chances, unquote. And it was in, I think, sharing the concept of second chances, or they might be third or fourth, that is behind so many of the stories here in the podcast, uh, allowing us to take a look at our world and reframe it, give it another chance, and our own lives as well. So, in essence, I look forward to uh, sharing with you the roots of my LA Times best-selling novel, All That Matters, in weeks ahead. I've shared the intro to it, but what is behind all of that and the stories that I tell in my novels are little bits of stories that I began by writing years ago a book called Life Can Be This Good. And in it I found little moments that if we perhaps just turn them over a little a little bit, if we reframe them and just take a different angle on them, we might find that what seemed just awful carries within it a special blessing. And and that is exactly you receive phone calls at all times of day with different pieces of messages and I think that in finding that, whatever that little message is, be it a phone message, be it a, um, a text, be it a, uh, a sign from outside, somebody saying something to you, I think that it's a way of saying, you know, the universe is talking to me, it's got, a, it's got something and sometimes I don't pay attention. How might I look at the messages or the mixed messages that I'm being given? During the course of this podcast, I've uh, these last hundred weeks, I've shared with you stories like the Bridge of Love Locks in Seoul. Uh, I've talked about the mysterious gathering around the grave of my mentor, Top Secret Warriors, who gathered to pay a debt of gratitude in my podcast, The Secret Honor Guard. I shared with you the revelations I had with Nobel laureate Ellie Wiesel that made him cry tears of gratitude and touched my life forever. And any of these, you may want to go back and check out. Early on, I talked about a friend of my dad who fixed cars. Uh, he had his gas station next to our family restaurant, Henry's in Burlington, Vermont. And I talked about how that That man taught me about authenticity. He'd hear a ping and he could fix it. And I still hear you, Mike. That was Mike Corey so many years ago. And in his story that I shared with all of you, I discover and rediscover the power of authenticity, of people doing what they were born to do, people sharing the truth they have, individuals living authentic lives. And sometimes we lose sight of it. I talked about nuns in the past who've taught me about hope. I've introduced you to lessons from one of the lands of my heritage, Ireland, and more from the country of my soul, Israel. I've introduced you to your AQ, your awareness quotient in one of my stories called The Ultimate Exit Interview. I've shared with you my Surprise meeting with master conductor composer John Williams and how his music gave me wings at a sad time in my life, a life that could have broke me and ended up finding my way to an uplift and to wings. I share that in the story, Indiana Jones comes to Nantucket. That was a remarkable meeting and every once in a while we chance upon somebody, whether they're famous or not, who give us the raw materials with which to fly just when we think we've sunk to our lowest. I've explored theater in these podcasts, from Angels in America to Joe Turner's Come and Gone to Hamilton. I've shared my moment with August Wilson at an intermission of one of his plays and his challenges to me to to make me think about what he had written and the fact that the audience is so important with the history they bring to a, a production. Uh, and that's true of life. And I've shared with you the personal advice I received as a young uh, man from Leonard Bernstein. It was transformative. These remarkable meetings um, have impacted my life and I've tried to use this podcast to share in what ways they impacted and what message they might have for all of us. Um, I've shared on this podcast, uh, a poet, Amanda Gorman's challenging us at another landmark event at an inauguration that we can find the good stuff, the authentic voice, the possibilities ahead of us, as she puts it, quote, if only we are brave enough to see it, if only we are brave enough to be it. The luminescence I've talked about of nature's dancing aurora borealis can be manifested in our own lives if, as Emily Dickinson says, we, quote, dwell in possibility. Sometimes people we never really knew early on in life can reveal the greatest gifts of life later on, and I shared that with you in my podcast about my late brother Mark, a renowned scientist who taught me poetry and grace. And in the Miracle of Jeffrey podcast, I shared how a 15-year-old boy taught me about the power of attitude, fortitude, and the awesomeness of a smile in the midst of life's greatest challenge. I've shared with you on a podcast called When Heaven and Earth Kiss, the tale of my Irish honeymoon and the magic of chasing sunsets with my wife. I've shared with you the discovery of the myth of the little people of Kauai, in the Menahune are for real one of my earliest podcasts and shared with you stories of these little people as Hawaii teaches us with their folklore about the world around us I've introduced you to the man in blue pajamas and his end-of-life story of love and my remarkable encounter with Mrs. Anwar Sadat on the hills overlooking Los Angeles, in which she shared with me her personal story of her husband's sacrifice and dreams of peace and the events of his death and the need to tell his story. And she asked me to please tell it and share it. You'll find that amongst the podcasts in my first hundred. That is this podcast a place we tell stories that can inspire and uplift because the landmarks of our lives come in all shapes and sizes. It might be a child speaking a first word, intelligible or not. Yes, worthy of celebration. Completing a trip we'd long dreamed of or opening a new business, ending one relationship that has not served us, and perhaps beginning anew. Choosing new paths, new faiths, new friends, falling in love, recognizing the beauty of being alone, and that of being with friends and family, each with its own beauty and texture and colors, that is all worthy of celebration. I share with you the words of Abraham Joshua Heschel, that remarkable Jewish philosopher who said, people of our time are losing the power of celebration. Instead of celebrating, we seek to be amused or entertained. Celebration is an active state. It's an act of expressing reverence or appreciation. To be entertained is a passive state. It is to receive pleasure afforded by an amusing act or a spectacle. Celebration is a confrontation, giving attention to the transcendent meaning of one's actions. My response has been, To look at this podcast and this moment as a pathway to reclaiming celebration as confrontation. To give attention to actions that transcend and bless. One way to do that is to reclaim our own selves imperfect, but more powerful than we often realize. In one of my earliest podcasts, I asked in a podcast entitled Mixed Messages, Do we sometimes refuse service to ourselves? Do we surround ourselves with thoughts or people that hold us back? We can do something about that, I say. As poet David White says, anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Again, on this 100th episode, let me remind you, Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. So, what does this moment of attaining a hundred episodes of this podcast mean to me? It means that I kept on keeping on, that carpe diem isn't just a phrase Robin Williams shouted in Dead Poet Society. That family and or friends or both can inspire you to be more, to do more, to become you, the you you're capable of, the one you've been seeking, for you are the one you've been waiting for. And each of us has many more episodes of life worth celebrating ahead. And yes, there may be wounds because life does not hold back, yet we may be burnished and yet blessed to turn them into sacred wounds from which we can draw light, from which we can reframe and re-nourish and rededicate ourselves to what? To all that matters. I leave you on this 100th episode with a favorite poem, which is a benediction and a blessing from the incandescent soul that was and is John O'Donohue, Irish poet, theologian, and philosopher. He died far too young and yet managed to pass on to us eternal gifts of how to see the world in our lives. His gentle wishes are what I wish for you as we move into the next chapter of a podcast which seeks to celebrate our messy, perfectly, Imperfect lives, finding our way to lifting one another up, even for a moment, until we each glimpse life's good stuff all around us. Be a Nacht by John O'Donoghue. On the day when the weight deadens on your shoulders and you stumble, may the clay dance to balance you. And when your eyes freeze behind the gray window and the ghost of loss gets into you, may a flock of colors, indigo, red, green, and azure blue, come to awaken in you a meadow of delight. When the canvas frays in the kurach of thought, and a stain of ocean blackens beneath you, may there come across the waters a path of yellow moonlight To bring you safely home. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protection of the ancestors be yours. And so, may a slow wind work these words of love around you. An invisible cloak to mind your life. Thank you, John. And thank you all for listening. 100 episodes down. Onward. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is All That Matters.